Hello everyone, welcome to the Yukon Internal Medicine Ambulatory Podcast Series. In this podcast, we will discuss headaches in the primary care setting, focusing on classification of headaches, what are the red flags and who needs urgent workup or referral, and the treatment options for the most common type of headaches. First, let's discuss the classification. Headaches are a common issue found in the hospital and primary care setting. Headaches can be classified into three major groups according to the International Headache Society. Primary headaches, secondary headaches, and a third group that includes neuropathies, facial pains, and other headaches. Primary headaches include tension-type headaches, migraines, trigeminal autonomic cephalalgias, such as cluster headaches, and other primary headaches. The other primary headaches include primary cough headache, primary exercise headache, primary headache associated with sexual activity, called a stimulus headache, external pressure headache, and others. We will focus our attention on the most common ones. First, let's talk about tension type headaches. This is the most prevalent type of primary headache. The typical tension type headache is mild to moderate in intensity with a band-like or bilateral location, non-throbbing, and without other associated features. Unlike migraines, there are no predominant gastrointestinal symptoms such as nausea, vomiting, or abdominal pain, and no associated neurologic symptoms such as sensory changes or motor impairment. However, some patients may have pericranial muscle tenderness. Tension-type headaches can be classified into infrequent episodic, which is less than one day a month, frequent episodic, which is from 1 to 14 days a month, and chronic tension-type headache, with 15 days or more a month. Frequent episodic headaches can be treated with over-the-counter medications such as acetaminophen, NSAIDs, aspirin, and caffeine. For chronic tension headaches, preventative therapy is added with medications such as tricyclic antidepressants. Let's move on to migraines. Migraines tend to be unilateral, throbbing or pulsating, moderate to severe in intensity and associated with nausea, vomiting, sensitivity to light, noise and or movement. They usually last 4 to 72 hours. Premonitory symptoms occur in about 70% of patients. They tend to have triggers such as lack of sleep, fasting or missing meals, alcohol use, specific food triggers, odors, stress, menses, and bright lights. Migraines can be classified as episodic or chronic. Chronic migraines occur more than 15 days a month. The diagnostic criteria for migraines without aura occur when the patient experiences five attacks fulfilling the four following criteria. 1. Headaches lasting 4 to 72 hours, untreated or unsuccessfully treated. 2. Headaches with at least two of the following, unilateral location, throbbing nature, moderate to severe pain, worse with physical activity. 3. Accompanying GI symptoms or photophobia or phonophobia. And 4 not better accounted for by any other ICHD-3 diagnoses. When discussing treatment of migraines with patients, patient education regarding the avoidance of triggers is a very important step. The treatment of migraines can be divided into abortive and preventive. Abortive therapies include NSAIDs, antiemetics such as metoclopramide, 
tryptans, ergot products, and calcitonin gene-related peptide antagonists. Importantly, tryptans are contraindicated in the presence of coronary, cerebral, or peripheral vascular disease, uncontrolled hypertension, or migraines with brainstem or hemiplegic auras. These drugs are more effective if taken early and at an adequate high dose. The treatment of chronic migraines includes prophylaxis with metoprolol, propranolol, timolol, divalprex, sodium, and topiramate. Now, let's move on to cluster headaches. Cluster headaches are the most common type of trigeminal autonomic cephalalgias. They are usually unilateral, retroorbital, stabbing, and very severe and debilitating. They affect men more than women in a 3 to 1 predominance. They are accompanied by autonomic phenomena such as ptosis, meiosis, lacrimation, conjunctival injection, rhinorrhea, and nasal congestion. Patients will usually be agitated and restless. The acute treatment includes oxygen, tryptans, nasal lidocaine, oral ergotamine, and IV dihydroergotamine. Current therapies include verapamil, steroids, lithium, topiramate, and galcanezumab. Now let's discuss what are the red flags for headaches and when a referral is needed. The red flags for headaches include the following. Abrupt onset or thunderclap headache, which usually reaches maximum intensity within one minute. Progression or fundamental change in the headache pattern, which we call the ugly ducking sign. Neurologic deficits, new headache in people older than 50 years, new headache in patients with malignancy, coagulopathy, immunosuppression, or pregnancy, headache triggered by position, exertion, sexual activity, or Valsalva maneuver, fever and alternative status with concerns for a possible CNS infection. If a red flag is present, the patient will need to be evaluated for a secondary cause of the headache such as an acute intracranial hemorrhage or infection. Causes of secondary headaches include post-traumatic, vascular intracranial or cervical disorders such as a stroke, an intracerebral hemorrhage, a subaranoid hemorrhage, an aneurysm rupture, dissections. There are non-vascular intracranial disorders as well, such as intracranial hypertension or hypotension, malignancy, inflammatory conditions, such as sarcoidosis. Substance use or withdrawal, here we have side effect of nitrates, calcium channel blockers, alcohol, caffeine, medication overuse headache. Medication overuse headache tends to occur when a patient has used abortive therapy for 15 days or more in the month. Infections such as meningitis, encephalitis, or brain abscesses, homeostasis disorder such as hypertensive crisis, dialysis, hypoxia, hypercapnia, and psychiatric disorders such as fibromyalgia, depression, and anxiety. If a patient has red flags for headaches, the workup for a secondary cause is needed and usually will include a brain MRI. We should consider referral to a neurologist or another headache specialist if the patient's symptoms do not fit a typical diagnosis or if there is diagnostic uncertainty and if our patients do not respond to appropriate therapy. Thank you for listening. Please follow our podcast in Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We will see you in our next episode. Goodbye.